hey beautiful people and welcome to world domination i'm your host monica ferguson and you are in the perfect place to level up here i cover all things personal development mindset healing spirituality and manifesting your most abundant and impactful life all done with a massive dose of real talk and an open book policy because who is time for superficial chit chat thank you for being here Thank you for choosing you, and thank you for showing up when it would be way easier to watch Netflix. Let's get into it. Oh, and don't forget to connect with me over on Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Hey, hey, beautiful people, Monica Ferguson here, and welcome back to this week's episode of World Domination. Thank you for your patience. You may have noticed I've taken a break. And that's because I smashed out 100 episodes in a row (laughs) without taking a break. So it was high time. But this week, I bring you something very, very raw and stripped back with a beautiful friend of mine, Talon Barney. You may remember him from an episode we did months ago around feminine and masculine energy. And he is a real powerhouse in the arena of healing and change. And he has this beautiful masculine insight. And... When we jumped on the call today, it was really interesting because both of us were going through the exact same things at the same time, and both of us didn't want to put on a mask, and so instead of pretending, we talk about that process of growing from who we were into who we are now becoming, and what it's like letting the old stuff fall away and releasing it and and all the things that have come up for us and are still coming up for us. And so you'll notice that we just jumped straight in because as we started talking, we just realized, let's not even bother catching up. Let's just put it all in the episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Please let me know what resonates, what your aha moments are. And I hope that this really speaks to whoever needs to hear it because we are not alone. And so often on this journey, it can feel like we are, but we're really in this together. All my love, guys, and joy. So what I was seeing is that something that I've really been focusing on lately that came to me is increasing my emotional pain tolerance. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that we talk, it's not something that I've ever heard talked about, right? We, We talk about our physical pain tolerance and, you know, sometimes it's something of like a badge of honor of like, you know, I got a high pain tolerance or whatever, I can do this, that. But I've realized that as you continue to up level and become more successful, you must increase your capacity to be able to hold space for emotional pain and you must be able to increase your pain tolerance emotionally and that can include rejection that includes neglect that includes embarrassment that includes not being seen not being heard that includes being misunderstood that includes failure that includes like i said rejection redirection so all of these things are like emotional pain and it's difficult right in it in it and it's hard and it hurts but it's such a necessary skill to gain to be able to get to that next level and i think when people face that i think when people hit that that's the point where they turn around i think most people like most people in my circle that's what i've seen is that when they hit that point where they feel that emotional pain it's turn around it's go back to what's comfortable go back to what i know go back to the what's familiar go back to my old friends go back to the job that I know, even though I'm depressed and I hate it, but like it's familiar. (laughs) So it's like, it's still painful, but it's a pain that I know. 
and, and we're afraid of like the pain that we don't know. And so I, I, I share that pain with you of like, when you begin to really expand upon yourself and really increase in, in up level, you do start to increase your emotional pain tolerance. Yes, a hundred percent. And a really interesting conversation I had with my coach this week was also around uh, your mental strength. And he said, this is what separates, you know, the men from the boys is um, as you up level, you have to get stronger and fitter, like mentally, because as we know, that's it. like when you're in that space of watching your old life, is kind of gone and your subconscious mind desperately wanting to create some sort of safety and certainty. And you can either, yeah, go back to the familiar um, or sit in the unknown where you can't see anything and all you have is blind faith and your heart is racing and your nervous yeah. system is freaking out. And this is what happened last week. I was sitting and my heart was literally racing and it was just like an elephant sitting on my chest. Nothing was shifting it. Like none of those mm -hmm. tools, none of those strategies, uh, not, not a single thing was shifting it. And I was just like, but I will not be defeated by my mind. But I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And um, this was interesting. So I always do my best thinking in the shower. Does it happen to you as well? In the shower, in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shower is great. <laughs> and um, a couple of months ago, I had this really crazy experience, which I didn't think I'd share on a podcast, but hey, we're here now. So why not? Here we are. Um, and I had a couple of days of being really uncomfortable and I described it to my friend as wanting to rip off my skin and like jump out mm -hmm. of my body. Like that's how it felt. And I, like, no, again, nothing was working. Like none of the things that normally would, you know, sort of ground me. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go into meditation. I'm just going to sit with it and like not avoid it, not try and distract myself, just face it. And, and I was guided through the most intense experience of my entire life where I went to my own funeral mm. and I literally had to thank all the, the previous versions of myself for everything she'd done um, and I had to say goodbye to her and it was I was I don't even have words even now you know like and I didn't it was interesting because I didn't want to let her go and I was like no I'm not ready to say goodbye but like I knew it had to happen and and then I did and it was like this massive release and I feel like this is the other side now where it's almost that like death and rebirth right and everyone's talking about um ego death at the moment and I'm like, you know, you can call it whatever you want, but ultimately it's just, it's the birth of the new us, isn't it? And um, exactly, I love what you said before about this is what, where most people go back. This is where most yeah. people start. And because we're not actually taught how to navigate these emotions and these fears when they come up. And I feel like even within the spiritual community and the personal development community, so much of this conversation is around um the fluffy stuff the feel-good stuff right love and light um almost toxic positivity but actually we're still living in a body that has experienced trauma that has things that are going to come up that doesn't feel safe so if we don't know how to deal with that like I can see why people do insane things and extreme things right as a way of ending the pain because if you don't know what to do and we're not talking about this how do we have a conversation about growth and success and healing without talking about the flip side, which has to happen in order for those good things to happen as well? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story of the funeral. That's powerful. I think it's 
the true warrior, right, is the one that dies a thousand deaths and, and is reborn again. And I think that is the process of life in and of itself. Like the moment you're born, you begin dying. And that's a very morbid thought. But if you really think about it, each time you're growing, you are dying because you're adopting new ideas, which mean the old ideas are dying off. When you gain new beliefs, your old beliefs are dying off. When physically you're transforming, your old skin is shedding away or your cells. Like we're constantly actually in a process of death. It's just we oftentimes don't want to look at it you know, and it's so interesting because, and you and I are on a very similar journey, right? So you called this one for sure, intuitively, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, what's been on my mind lately is really that it's, it is you versus you. That is this life. It's you versus you. It's you versus your mind. And when you really get into those dark times, that's when the true character shows. And I would have to agree that right now, I think we are a little over-indexed on positivity. I think that I was on the spiritual path for, for a while, like really deep in it, right? right? And I'm starting to notice now how many spiritual traps there are because it really coaxes you into this belief system that you just attract things and they come towards you in abundance and I am wealthy and I am rich <laughs> and I just have to flow and things will come into my life. And, and there's truth <laughs> in this for sure. There, there is truth, but it can get you in a very dangerous spot to where you forget that there is suffering in life. And that suffering is actually what soul is born out of. And it's the, it's the suffering that really refines us and, and turns men into men and, and turns women into women. It's, it's kind of what makes you who you are. And I'm a little afraid that because we're kind of putting that to the side and substituting that with this toxic positivity, that we're going to be in for a rude awakening when difficult things do happen. And I think right now we're actually seeing the separation of like what the Bible would call the weed and the tares of really the, the fluff was, it worked for a little bit, but as things really begin to get more difficult, you have to dig deep. And there's, you begin to realize that there's no escape. There, there's actually like, you can't, you can't escape the mind. It's always there. And so we have to get to a point to where we become okay with that and we recognize, oh, it's, it's me versus me. Like when I'm at the gym in the morning and I don't think I can go any further and I'm so tired, it's like, no, I'm not tired. I don't get tired. Like I, that's a thought, right? It, it's me versus me. How far can I push myself? And I think everyone's kind of facing a little mini simulation of that right now of like, you know, how far can you push yourself? How much of this can you face and how deep can you go without turning back? And those who don't turn back and those who do the things, even though they don't feel like doing them are the ones that will eventually reach those levels of success that they were striving for. Yeah, absolutely. I had the exact same thought. We're so in sync right now. <laughs> this morning I had that exact same thought and it's around, um, feelings and I feel like again spiritual community often talks about this right does it feel aligned does it feel good no. most of the shit that is good for you is not going to feel good it's going to hurt or it's going to be it's going to require us to do something we haven't done before so it's going to be mm -hmm. the exact opposite um and it's yeah it's that mental strength of of saying well this is who I am though so 
yeah, I maybe don't feel like doing it today, but I know that this is going to move me forward. This is good for me. So I'm going to choose to do it anyway. I'm going to choose to go to the gym anyway. I'm going to choose to show up for my podcast anyway. Um, and I, I think that's it. And it's, it's, there's like, there's such a, a thing because you, we want to be positive and forward moving and forward looking, but we don't want to be toxically positive. And that's the thing, right? You can only have that when you've got the opposite and the, the contrast is kind of how I make sense of things a lot of the time. Um, and, you know, like various metaphors, like the arrow, you know, being pulled backwards to go forwards and um, understanding that we can't have one without the other. And that's kind of, I guess, bringing the, like the theme of this episode in that, um, what did I thought? What did I say it was? It's not for nothing, That that's it, that none of this is wasted. Um, and, for us to really deepen our faith because that's what it is isn't it it's it's trusting in the unseen trusting in the unknown trusting the process when it does not feel good when it feels hopeless when it feels dark when it feels so painful um and I love this I and I'm so glad this podcast even like for us both to show up here and not be um you know oh not be like whoa this is my practice for my TED talk and you know like high vibe I love that I love that so much because this is this was the whole purpose of me even wanting to create this space was for the real conversations because I've probably cried more in the last couple of weeks than I have in previous years you know and it's it's not glamorous and I haven't been online very much and I've been very focused on myself and choosing myself and um I mean, because I'm in gro- like growth mode, absolutely, yeah. and totally. yeah, it's yeah. I, I call I call it monk mode. You know, I call it monk <laughs> mode. I actually in 2019, I lived with Tibetan monks for a month at a monastery, and there I had a chance to really see kind of how they lived. And I had this internal question of curiosity, like. I couldn't actually quite wrap my head around. I'm very pragmatic, right? I'm very, I'm, I'm very idealistic. I'm a dreamer, but when it comes down to the day to day, I'm extremely pragmatic and practical. And so, I wanted to see why in the world this monk, who was supposed to be the most spiritual person in the world, why would they just go and hide away in the mountains? Like it, it didn't make sense to me. Why not come into society and like help? I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So. I took off on this grand adventure as you do to live with 26 monks. And uh, one of the things that I discovered there was the personal work that they were doing away from distraction, away from noise, away from the world. They were able to reach a level that would not have been possible within the quote unquote matrix. And I watched them and was surrounded by them and saw the work that they did, which not only affected them and their personal lives, which then ended up rippling out to the other monks and then into the community and it it had a major ripple effect, right? And so I think we all go through periods where we are being pushed to go into monk mode, where it's like, you know what, this is the time to really dig deep. This is the time to put all distractions away. And I'll tell you this, like a lot of distractions today are people. That's mm-hmm. one thing I've learned. Yes. When yes. we, when I look back at my times of solitude, the 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 journeys of just loneliness that come on this path, I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, what a blessing that solitude was 
because it taught me that most of the people were actually distractions. Not that they were bad, but they were distractions. And when you just have you, there's so much depth to discover, right? You can, you can read, you can gain knowledge, you can go outside and be with nature, you can discover yourself, you can purge emotions. You, like it's endless the work that you can do on yourself when you go into monk mode. And I think a lot of people are being called to that, to, to switch into that gear. And I'll be the first one to say it's not easy. You know, and I think we need to call that out as it is. Like, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat things. Like, it's not easy at all. And if you're at your bottom right now, you know, there's a couple good things about that. Number one, you have a great opportunity before you and a great challenge to become the best person you've ever become and to level up. But also, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. And it's going to be lonely and you're going to want to give up. And it's in those moments of you versus you, you versus the thoughts in your mind of how far can you push yourself? And do you believe that no matter how long it takes, you will come out on the other side and be reborn again? And I think that's what makes the successful people versus those that die on a bed with regrets. I think it's that one factor right there is that those who truly live the life of their dreams I really think the factor that separates them is that they outlast their pain. I think that's what it comes down to. Can you outlast your pain? Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's where like vision comes in too, doesn't it? And all these practices that we have to do every single day to be setting that vision into our subconscious that it becomes our dominant thought. Because ultimately when your feelings are screaming at you and you're like, I'm so alone and I just want to call up my old friends and go to a party and feel normal. Um, the temptation is there for sure. The temptation yeah. to choose comfort. And, and also I found that it's the old stories that come up, the beliefs and the fears totally. and things like, Oh my God, I'm such a loser. Like, I don't even have any friends. No one likes me, all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, and this is what's been really useful for me hanging out with like high level people yeah. and understanding that, you know, like my coach talks about how we, you know, like repel or attract. If we think of it as energy, right? Like it's either a match or it's not, it's not personal. And it's so easy to, you know, when you're feeling down to think, oh my gosh, like no one likes me. Um, but actually it's that you speak different languages now. That's all it yeah. is. And, and if, yeah, if we're being honest, like there are a lot of people that I get around and I feel drained by, or I feel like I get to the end and I feel like I've coached them and I should send them an invoice. It wasn't a, a balanced transaction. You know, it yeah. wasn't a, um, it wasn't a give and take situation. It was kind of like, Oh, just giving, giving, giving all the time. Um, and so, yeah, like how do how we navigate that? You know, learning learning to be learning to be okay on your own is a huge thing. Yeah, it's probably one of my and biggest lessons. I reckon it's a it's a difficult one, and I, I would say in in learning to be alone, also learning to give your own gifts to yourself. Mm. Right, I think that's a big one that comes to my mind for you because I would say you're gifted. I think you're very gifted. I think you have a lot of spiritual gifts. I think you're very intuitive. I think you pick up on people's energy very easily. And I think you have an ability to connect the dots in the future for people, which is a very specific ability. 
And I think you need to give more of that gift actually to yourself. And, and sometimes we can get trapped in the spiritual world of monetizing our gifts because it's, it's like you want to do what you love, right? And you want to get paid for what you love. But a lot of times the ultimate monetization is going to be ourselves. It's being paid to be you. And sometimes we need to give ourselves the gift of ourselves in order to get to that point. And so I think in those times of loneliness for a lot of people, and for me too, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm in this position of being alone so that I can offer myself what I've been offering everybody else, but I have never taken for myself. And, and when we can get to that point, that's when we start to see the full evolution of, of what we can actually become and start to really, really make that progress towards our vision, like you said. And the, the vision is massive. The vision is huge because it's like, it, it's what keeps pulling you, right? When it gets really dark, when it gets really difficult, it's like, I know exactly what I am working towards. I know exactly what I want. And I have the mentality of, I will do whatever it takes. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how painful this is, I will do whatever it takes. And I think that's based off of vision for sure. Oh, I love that so much. I will do whatever it takes. That should be on a t-shirt actually. It should. <laughs> it goes back to like, you know, if you watch sports at all, you know, Kobe Bryant back in the NBA, he would call it the Mamba mentality. And that's essentially what it was, is that you, you have to literally shift into another gear that most people can't sustain at. Most people, when they get into that gear, they just, they're depleted, they're exhausted. And it's, it, it takes everything out of you, but at the same time, it molds you into the person you need to become, right? It, it's kind of like, you know, if you look at even money, because I would say money is the biggest thing that people strive for, even if it's subconscious, even if people say, nah, I don't need money, like subconsciously, they're still striving for it. And you know, there's a reason why lottery winners within two years, not only have they lost the money they won in the lottery, but they're even more emotionally depressed than they were before. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because it's not the million dollars that changes your life. It's who you have to become to make a million dollars that changes your life. Yeah. And so these visions and these goals that we set, they're, they're difficult like by design because difficulty creates value. And once you have value, then you have purpose. And once you have value and purpose, then that's when everything starts coming towards you. And so I do think a lot of times in the spiritual community, we're putting the cart before the horse when it's like, we really just need to work on us and do, when people say do the inner work, sometimes I'm like, well, we're missing the work part. Cause it really <laughs> does take like the work to like push yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, like all of these factors are spiritual. Mm -hmm. You know, th this is the human experience. And what I have really found speaking from personal experience the past three months is that if I am really struggling, one of those areas is lacking and it's very much spiritual. Either it's money, either it's my body, my health, either it's my mental, my thoughts and my mindset, or it's my emotional body, which is relationships. But one of those is lacking somewhere. And so as we begin to put in the work into each of those and really push ourselves, 
I think that's when we begin to create the life that we want, but it is a long-term game. It's a, it's very much a long-term game. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting how most people forget to speak about the process. <laughs> they, they're happy to speak about the end and like, look how much money I've got and oh, buy my ebook and I'll teach you how to get, you know, six figures in 12 months and stuff. But they don't speak about that, who you need to become, um, developing your emotional fitness, detaching from needing other people to validate you, uh, all these things that um, no one warns you about. And I feel ripped off. Like, honestly, at the start of my journey, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you can have this lavish lifestyle and drink coconuts by the pool in Bali and whatever. Um, but people don't speak about lying on your bathroom floor. I, they don't talk no. about that. Um, and the thing is, I don't really want to focus, like, I don't want to focus there too much. I guess it's just about acknowledging the process because if you're not prepared for this, it could easily destroy you. Um, and it is part of it. Like, it's absolutely part of it. And I always get this this metaphor of, you know, like <clears throat> the butterfly coming out of the cocoon and how, I mean, first the butterfly goes to go, right? But the struggle is to come out of the cocoon. And it's the hardest part because that's where it gets the, the strength in its wings. And so if you cut it out, it will die. So our struggle is actually what's building that resilience and the muscle that's going to take us forward to our goal. Um, but it's not glamorous to talk about that because it's not easy and it's not pleasant. But but that's the thing to focus on, right? Like when we've got our clear vision, we're doing the mindset work. We are working on reprogramming our subconscious and releasing the limiting beliefs and the fears. It's inevitable that we are going to succeed. It's mm -hmm. cause and effect. It's not, I hope it works out. It is inevitable. But also everything that's in the way is going to come up. And um, yeah, I, I feel like, and this is why you're the perfect person for this conversation, because both of us are pretty straight shooters when it comes to the real stuff. Um, and we're not going to sit here and say, our lives are perfect. Bye. <laughs> so you too can be as perfect as us. Um, it's not really our style. So yeah, it's a big, it's a big topic, isn't it? <laughs> well, and, and a, a lot of these two, like going back to what you said, are our stories, right? And it's perspective. It It's actually just perspective shifts, right? Like an egg cracked from the outside is broken, but an mm -hmm. egg cracked from the inside is reborn. It, it's yeah. perspective, right? And so one of the big perspective shifts for me was I heard a quote, the, this man very well-known successful man was being interviewed and they asked him, they said, why do people not achieve their potential in their, this life? Like, like, why is it? You've worked with millions of people. And he said, it comes down to one thing. People believe they shouldn't have problems. Mm. And that, that changed everything for me. I realized that I was such perfectionist in trying to rid my life, cleanse my life, of all problems, right? And, and get to a point to where I'm good, right? Because if I have no problems, that means I made it. And it was quite the opposite. And it was causing such anxiety within me because every time a problem would come up, which was every day, it would be like, oh my gosh, another, it's, it was like whack-a-mole. And I just couldn't win. The problems just kept popping up everywhere. And it wasn't until I made the shift of like, oh, like, actually i want the problems give me the problems bring this like give me the smoke 
I want all the problems because I'm a problem solver and I can do it. In each problem I solve, I'm going to get stronger. So you know what? Give me every single problem. Let's go. <laughs> Give me every challenge and I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to do whatever it takes to face every single problem. And in fact, I'm going to start with doing the things I hate doing. And so one of the things I hated doing is cardio. I hate running. <laughs> I hate it. It's not like it's, I grew up with sports and conditioning was always the worst. And so I started to wake up at 6am and I would go to the gym and do hard cardio for an hour straight running like intense, like sweating. And it was the worst thing ever. And I hated it every morning. And yet I got up and did it because I knew it was the thing I needed to get over. It was the thing I needed to face. And if I could, in that one hour in the gym, yeah. if I could face my demons in that one hour, I knew that any problem that came at me the rest of the day stood no fucking chance. Mm -hmm. And I have watched that transform my mentality. I've watched that transform my mindset. So I think there's something to be said about perspective shifts and just realizing you know what? Life comes with problems and that's great. That's okay. That's like, that's what makes us stronger. And so, you know, bring me the challenges, you know, and let, let's face them and let's, mm -hmm. let's learn how to conquer because the true successful man is, is the one who solves problems. So let's become that person. Yeah. I love that so much. It's like that mentality of bring it on and it has to be that way. And so I'm going to speak in metaphors probably this whole conversation, but I always get this picture in my mind of um, there's a saying and it's about this bird sitting on the branch and the bird, its job is to have faith in its wings, right? Not the branch. And I always get that because mm -hmm. that's it. We don't, it's not up to, oh, can we, can, you know, can we control the problem? Can we control this person or the outcome? But if we know that we can fly no matter what, that's that's the key that's the whole yeah. everything to trust ourselves in the unknown and the uncertain because actually that's what's required for us anyway to move forward um and something else that was popping into my head was around how especially those of us who are focused and very intentional around our goals and our vision like we're always getting what we asked for and it's the funniest thing because it's never what you think it's going to be. Like, we, yeah. you know, we talk about our big dreams and our big ideas, but in order for us to become those people, you know, some of the things that happen, you're like, seriously, but then you look back and you think, oh, look at what I learned. Or look, I had to let go of that person or I had to, this had to happen. Everything had to crumble so that I could build the resilience and make a new decision oh. and da 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 like it's so it's so important um that these things happen and it's always happening for us and this is one oh. of the, the mantras in my head like it's always working out it's always working out even when I don't understand or I can't see how it's still always working out mm -hmm. um and yeah I I think this is a, a great conversation um because even like you can hear I'm sitting here saying yeah it's always working out do I sound enthused right now not so much not so much but <sighs> repetition is key I know that to my core do I feel exhausted right now yes absolutely but we also know how quickly things can change and that's something I remind myself about all the time like one text message one email one phone call just like that you know, just like that, someone can come into your life that changes everything or something happens. 
And like, that's the faith that I'm really holding on to at the minute because it's all happening for us. We know this. We know what we've been called to do. We, we know that we're strong enough to do it or we wouldn't be here. The, the, call, the purpose wouldn't have even been given to us. Um, but yeah, navigating like one step at a time, like, and we'll look back and we'll say, we'll say, it was so far and at the time you're like this is the longest day ever like (laughs) I know why this day is so long but we'll look back and we'll go look at that year and look at what happened and if we reflect back on who we were this time last year even I don't even recognize myself yeah yeah and I think the the theme of this it's it's not all for nothing is very prominent because in those day-to-days of where it's difficult you I think that's the hardest part. You know, you wake up the next morning and you don't see any progress, right? You see absolutely no progress. And it's like, wow, I I have to show up again today, put in the same effort, if not more, even though I'm seeing no progress. That's that's like one of the hard. So I, I really empathize with people that are in that, but it really is you're you're stacking it bit by bit it's so the process i always say this life is like it's the dream world in slow motion because we're at such a lower vibration it's things just move so much slower but there really is progress being made it's just you have to look backwards oftentimes to connect those dots right and so every little thing you do it does matter in in showing up there's a certain integrity to it you know win or lose the act of showing up is, is so powerful i remember back in this was in when i when i was uh 20 when i was no 19 years old i served a two-year volunteer mission religious mission service for two years and i went out to the west indies so i've traveled around these different islands you know basically proselytizing and we were knocking doors. No one cared at all. So no one answered doors. <laughs> I remember one day getting back to my like trainer that was there and just being like, wow, dude, like we just knocked doors for eight hours. What a waste of time. And he looked at me and he said, it's not a waste of time. He said, you're building character. Mm-hmm. And that always stuck with me of like, oh, it's not about the numbers. It's not about like how many people we talk to this was always for me of like, how much did I show up? And I've seen so many things like that throughout the years. And especially the past three months of things that are just like, dude, life sucks. And like, (laughs) I am, am I degressing? Am I like, and then I look back and I'm like, wow, it was in those moments that I was actually being forged. Like that's when the character was actually being made. It's in fact, it's the only time that character can truly be built. It is within those times of doubt when you're like, oh my gosh, I literally don't know if I can wake up tomorrow. Like I actually don't know if I can. Like it might be worth it to end my life. It might be a better option. Mm -hmm. And when you get to that point, that is the real, that's the real moment where it's like, okay, like, you know, do I trust myself? Do I believe in myself? Do I believe that the universe does have my back? Do I believe that there is a purpose to all of this? Do I believe that success for me is inevitable? Do I believe that I am loved? Do I believe that I am, you know, lovable? Do I believe that I can be of service? Do I believe that I have a voice that can empower others? 
and you start to go into all the beliefs which drive your very behavior and you start to say okay well if i do believe these things then my actions must mirror my beliefs mm -hmm. therefore i will wake up and i will do it again mm -hmm. and you repeat and you repeat and you repeat and you keep going until the sun starts to shine again and it might be months it might be years but one day the sun will shine and when it does the person who entered the storm is not the same person who exits the storm that's for sure yeah yes oh so much resonance so last week i had that exact experience every day <laughs> i scared a lot of people actually um so many thoughts coming to mind um one though is to celebrate the progress even when it's dark and one of the things that i actually chose to celebrate last week was that i told people what was going on instead of shutting down which i had never done before ever i was i'm always one of those suffer in silence types and i didn't it's a lot about vulnerability i liked being you know the leader or like the one that you know cheered everyone else on i didn't like to be like that in front of people so so this is good this is growth i can see the growth um <clears throat> But also I have this other story popping into my head. It's so funny. It's all subconscious stuff today. Um, so this, this past week I had a session with my coach, right? So I met him uh, probably like six or seven years ago for the first time by quote unquote accident. Um, and the day that I met him, I was ready to quit everything. And I met him um, and he gave this incredible presentation around awareness, right? And really starting to reflect on where we're at and I had all of these epiphanies about how afraid I was and I realized that my entire life I was just so scared scared of not being enough scared of being seen like all these things and at the end because uh, he's a black belt karate right so he had um judo or something but he had have you done that exercise where you break the timber with your hand have you I, ever done that? a long time ago yes I have done it but a long time ago yeah. So we get to the end of the seminar, right? And um, and there's a stack of wood, and he puts the co like the concrete blocks there and the wood on top, and he's like, "Who's first? And at that point, I almost start hyperventilating because I'm like, I'm in front of 50 people. I had no belief in myself, and it's all self belief, right? If you don't think you can do it, you'll break your hand. I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and so I'm counting the bits of wood, hoping that he'll run out. Anyway, I literally hide in my chair, like and gets to the end basically everyone's gone and the lady who invited me comes over and she's like oh you know do you want to do it um and I was like oh no because I don't think I can and so Stuart walks up to me and this is my first interaction with him and, and I'm like literally sobbing in the corner like just and um and he's like oh you know do you want to break the wood and I said yes and no like poke face pick one <laughs> I was like oh, okay okay I was like okay let's do it then and there's video of me there's and like we're standing there and he puts this little bit down and he says like he shows me how to do it and he says what does this mean to you and I said without even thinking that I'm good enough right so then I break the wood and it was like oh, wow and then he puts a bigger one down and I break that and it was like literally the greatest moment of my entire life because it is literally breakthrough. 
And we were speaking about that this week. And he said, you know, all the fear, all the anxiety, everything that built up to that, does it matter? Like given how great you felt on the other side, like it literally changed my life. I have goosebumps when I talk about it even. It was literally one of the greatest moments of my whole life. And he's like, does it matter? Like, no, it doesn't. And that's that's the thing I think for us to focus on is that when we break through, which is inevitable, it is going to be so good, so, so good that all of these things, we're going to look back and go, I'm so grateful that that happened. And we know that. And But this is the mental strength, right? And the conversations that need to happen with like-minded people who are also in the arena. Because if you're not in the arena, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And sitting around saying, oh, just think positive thoughts, she'll be right. Like, that's not useful. When your literal body and nervous system is panicking and, you know, this week, like I had every, every fear, every negative thought hit me so hard because I was so close, so, so close. That's when you get hit the hardest, right? Because that's when you're at the most risk, you know, according to your subconscious mind, you're about to break through into the unknown and the resistance was immense. Like I could barely breathe. I don't even know how I functioned last week. Uh, like I said, I scared a lot of people with how dark I got. And, but then, you know, I had this session, which was amazing with my coach. Um, and it's been like amazing. I'm on the other side. I don't feel good still. There's still lots processing, but it's a real choice to step up, right? Step up or step out. That, was that um, the shift for you? Yeah. So the, yeah, Thursday, uh, it was all around navigating my emotions because it was the emotional stuff that was destroying me like I literally hadn't slept for three weeks I was waking up in the in the middle of the night just overthinking and like you know um all the stuff coming up and so getting that under control which is why I love you know the subconscious mind which is why I work with it so much as well um because it's it's coming from not feeling safe and that's the thing. And so the closer we get to complete unknown, the more resistance we're going to face. And again, like spiritual community and stuff, they don't speak about the subconscious mind very often. I hear so many people, you know, they'd talk about Reiki, they'd talk about um, energy work, but I'm sorry, your mind is creating everything. So if you're not addressing that and you're not addressing your innate need to stay safe, like you're not serving your people, you know, and it's not, there's nothing wrong with you. If you're, if you're hitting resistance like that, it's actually a sign that you're doing a phenomenal job at growing. It's not that you're weak or that you're not strong enough. You're stronger than almost everyone else who's unwilling to even leave their comfort zone. But it's, yeah. And I think that's where that loneliness bit kicks in because I was experiencing all these things. I'm like, where are the other people that understand this? Even, you know, the, the two people that I spoke to about it, they, they kind of got it enough that they could hold space for me, you know, but not uh, from a real place of embodiment like this, you know. So, you know, it's like, and I feel like that's why we are on this planet to create this conversation because yeah. it needs to happen if, for, in order for us to rise we have to learn how to deal with this stuff and how to navigate it. And I, yeah, I so, yeah, I, yeah, last week, I, don't, I still don't even have the words, you know, for how intense it was and how much pain have, I was you in. You have a lot of courage. 
<laughs> I really think you'd like, I mean, that's, that's the first thing I take from that story. Right. And, and when you say, you know, we need to, we need to raise our voices about this. It's, we need to, we need to raise the necessity for more courage. You know, I see us like at the edge and it's like, people need to take a leap off the cliff into the dark. And it's like, we're the ones that are like, look, you can turn back, but it's the same. You already know how it ends up. You know how that story ends, you know where it goes. So it's like, you have a choice right now. It's, it's on you. You don't have to make it, but also you're up leveling. Like you can't be a victim to anybody or anything else. Cause this is your choice. So do you want to take the leap? You know, and it's that courage that it requires to step into the arena, even though, you know, you're probably going to get your ass kicked, but you <laughs> still step into it. And, and, and people are like, but why? And it's like, because, because there's no other alternative. Like, that's why we're here. Like that, that's what I don't understand is like, tell me an alternative. Tell me. Like, give me one and I'll, I'll maybe look at that and take it, but I don't see one. The only alternative I see in a crumbling world where our government is corrupt and our children are being indoctrinated, our food is fucking poisoned, where we're steadily declining physically, mental illness is rampant across the world. Please tell me the alternative because I don't see one. All I see is forging into the dark into the very darkness where we need to go to face these shadows and to really look at the foundation of what we built, which is corroding, and to be able to rebuild. That's where we need to go. And that takes a fuck ton of courage, yeah. you know? And everyone has it. We just need to be able to tap into it. Yeah. And I think you're a beautiful example of that. I think you're a beautiful example of someone who just your stories of like you're you have both sides you're this paradox you're like this this fragile sensitive beautiful soul but then you're also this just fucking warrior that's like i'll go first you know i'll do it like the you know let's go like and, and we need more of that and i think that'll be a beautiful example for people but i totally agree i i totally agree that we need to start to open our eyes a little bit more and and not be afraid of the darkness which is ironic because the darkness is feminine in fact and actually creation stems from darkness and i was this was about two weeks ago i was running on the treadmill and i was just like <laughs> oh my gosh every part of me was like wanted to quit every part of me wanted to give up and i'm just like oh you versus you you like this is a mind game like you got this like <laughs> keep going and i had this very specific download that came to me and it said, light is a distraction until you know how to wield it. And that's when I really realized that all creation begins in darkness. It begins from nothing. And so can we sit in the darkness? Can we sit in nothing? And when we learn how to build from that, then we can use the light to begin to bring in these other modalities. And I think we've done it in reverse a little bit. That's what I meant the cart before the horse. Like it's all light, it's all love. And that that is truth, yes, but it really actually is 
produced and stems from darkness. That is the feminine power, both the, the creator and the destroyer. And so I, I think we're on this path right now of like the only way that I see is forward and it's marching into the darkness. It's marching into the storm with, with hearts of courage and being like, you know, however this ends up, I choose to march on. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I love what you said too about um, what, like there is no alternative. And that's exactly it. And that is the feeling that I have had for years. Like why, like I keep getting up. Why do I keep getting up? You know, why? Like, why can't I just stay down? But we can't because we're cool. Like it's who we are here to be. There is no alternative. I could not go back and get a nine to five and a normal job and drink every weekend. I couldn't do it. My soul would die. And like, this is preferable, even with all this unknown stuff. But I feel like anyone who's on this path with us, if this conversation is resonating, they're going to know that too for them, that this is where they're meant to be. And that's why they're there. And like, I, yep, everyone has the ability, but like to tap into that courage, but most people don't. Like, why is why that? Why do you think that yeah. is? Oh, mm. I <laughs> Jinx. I, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you my opinion, uh, but I want to hear your yours first. Why? Why is that? Why do people not tap into their courage? I think that most people don't have a big enough reason to. Mm-hmm. What you find is that, or well, what I have experienced anyway, is that the most beautiful, courageous people often have the most traumatic backgrounds, and I think it's that contrast that creates the desire. So being in such darkness is what creates the desire for such light or such scarcity, you know, creates the desire for such abundance. When you've suffered a lot, you want to serve others. And I feel like it's part of our training, our initiation, is that most of us have been to hell and back a thousand times uh, so that we could like lead others, basically. Um, And I think for most people that have had quite a comfortable life, that hasn't been ignited in them that real fire uh they haven't had the experiences that ignite like ignite ignited that within within them you know um yeah. i think that's the biggest reason yeah with the fact that it's uncomfortable as hell and yeah when you're like looking at giving up your comfortable you know salary and whatever your comfortable relationship even though you know that it's taking you nowhere it's a lot easier to just settle than to deal with the initial fallout um which is of course what it's that calum it's that cal- oh my god words it's that um i'm thinking butterfly and caterpillar at the same time that cocoon thing right it's like you've got to bust out of the out of the cocoon and that's what builds the strength leaving the relationship even though it really hurts that's what builds the strength but most people want to bypass the pain I think, but they don't realize that they're sacrificing like a lifetime of happiness, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's I mine. agree. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I think it's interesting courage. So courage comes from the, the French word, coeur, which means heart. And so I think at the foundation for a lot of people, number one, there's a disconnection from their own heart. And they would rather please others and put others before themselves, which over time begins to literally erode away their self-worth, their confidence in themselves. 
um, and their independency as, as a soul. And so when that begins to happen, then you no longer have the courage, the heart to be able to put yourself first in the situations and trust yourself that you can overcome any challenge because courage really is it's self-trust. You have the courage because you believe in yourself. That That's where it comes from. Like back to your analogy, like the bird, the, the faith in the wings, not the branch. Mm-hmm. That's courage. It's the belief in the self. And so we first need to help people begin to really believe in themselves. But then the question begs, how do you get one to believe in themselves? And I really think there's only one way. You get tested. How else do you build belief in yourself? You have to be able to put yourself in a situation to where you prove to yourself Mm -hmm. that you can do hard things. Like self-worth at the end of the day is the willingness to do hard things. You wake up in the morning, you turn on that cold shower, and you jump in for two minutes, even though it's the worst thing ever. But then you hop out and you're like, I did it. So I, I can do that. And then you do it again and you do it again. And you build, you begin to build up this like confidence. And then you see this girl that you want to go talk to, this guy, but you're, you're scared. You're like, you know what, whatever, I got to do it. And you go do it anyway. And you get rejected. And you're like, but I did it. I showed up. Mm-hmm. And you begin to gain some more confidence. And it's through doing hard things that you then increase your self-worth, which by just in, in, in relationship to it, increases your courage and expands your heart, which comes full circle back to the very beginning of what we talked about of mm. just digging deep into your pain, yeah. into the, the real shadows that come up in your life and maybe putting the positivity to the side for a second and really looking at things. It doesn't mean you can't go through pain with a positive mindset, of course, but it means to, to really look at it, to accept reality as it is. And I think if people can do that, and as they begin to do hard things, right, as they begin to do things they don't want to do and they don't feel like doing, but they know is good for them, mm-hmm. then that begins to expand their courage. And as their courage expands, their heart expands. And as their heart expands, their love expands. And as their love expands, that's the real light. That's the light that we can wield. But that came from the darkness. That's where it came from. That's like the irony of this whole entire thing is that what we're seeking at the end of the day is love. And this, in my opinion, is the quickest, most formidable, most strong way towards that love is to do it through our own portal of our own heart. Wow. Drop the mic. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Yeah. And I think um, just to add on to that too, the self-worth thing, really interesting. I feel like when we're in a, a time like this as well, self-worth is built when we do things that align with who we say we are not necessarily what we feel like, right? So who we say we are, well, we show up for a podcast even though we don't feel like it. We go to the gym even though we don't feel like it. We, we do these things even though we don't feel like it. And um, to go back to, you know, what I was saying about celebrating even in the dark, like that's exactly what happened last week. My, um, I didn't miss a workout last week. Did not feel like it at all. Did not miss a workout. It's like, no, that's, that's the old me. Right. Even though I don't feel like getting up at 6 a.m., I'm still going, whatever. But 
then I look back now, I'm like, good, good. Like that's self-worth, a little bit, that's self-love, that's the embodiment, even when it doesn't feel good, which is also a theme of this conversation, right? Doing what's good, even when it doesn't feel like it, or you don't feel inspired, you don't always feel motivated to do things, Um, very rarely, in fact. But it's it's all these little things that compound, don't they? And they add up. Every day showing up a little bit, showing up, showing up, showing up, and then boom, you've, you look back and you've done five years worth of amazing things and you're reaping oh. the benefit. Mm-hmm. There's this article that I read a couple of years ago and I will never forget it. And it was this guy who had founded a, an internet company and had gone like viral overnight. And he said, you know, it's funny because it took me 10 years to be an overnight sensation. And I just loved that because that's it. Like everyone looks at you and thinks, wow, you went, you blow up overnight, but he didn't. For 10 years, he probably sacrificed every weekend, you know, look like putting all of his money into this, all of his time and yeah, 10 years worth of, of work. Yeah. And it happened just like that, but it took 10 years to get there. And I love that. I think that's so powerful because I think that's also something that's a little bit damaging is yeah, that we're, it's, it's very like uh, before and after our culture, isn't it? So we do tend to gloss over the actual process or the realness. We show the success, um, but we're very, yeah, we're very good at hiding our vulnerability and hiding the painful stuff. And um yeah, it's very interesting. I feel really called to step more and more into this arena because I feel like there's just such a huge gap and it's not serving people and it makes you feel like a failure and like you've somehow, you're broken. That was a belief that came up for me last week. Like I, I was like, I feel like I'm broken. Like I've done life wrong. It's like, what the, where did that come from? Um, like actually that's probably, that's, evidence that I'm doing everything right that I'm so uncomfortable um but who was around like there's there's no one around I should have called you but I didn't um (laughs) I will next time but yeah Mm. (laughs) I agree you know it's it's funny you bring that up because I had literally probably five hours ago this conversation with a friend about the overnight success and and what's interesting is that um, I look forward to that moment, you know, and I think it's a fun visualization that people can do. I look forward to the moment that people look at me and say, he was an overnight success. I look forward to that because I realize that the process of getting there is mine and it's mine alone and yeah. nobody needs to see it. Nobody needs to know it, but I do. And that I needed to feel this. I, I needed to go through all of this because it was like my gift for myself of being like, wow, I really actually did have to fight for it. And so I can't wait for the day because for me, and I think everybody should adopt this belief, success, whatever it is you you aspire to power, it is inevitable. It is inevitable. And so the day that people say he's an overnight success, that's going to be the best day of my life. Because I'm going to look back at this combo. I'm going to be look back at all those hard times, those painful nights, those depressing mornings. Like, wow, it wasn't all for nothing. 
Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your key takeaways and aha moments from this episode. And I just want to remind you that you can do amazing things. You're incredible. And if no one else today has told you they believe in you, I do. Only a certain kind of person listens to a podcast like this. The best one. Go get him.